You are a Locked On Falcons postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Locked On Falcons postcast here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. It is Aaron Freeman, of course, and I am flying solo here as Jarvis Davis, my usual co-host here on these postcasts of ATL Day Ones, is busy tonight being a father, you know, trying to be a girl dad and all that stuff, and unfortunately did not get a chance to watch this incredible 13-13 tie between the Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals with late game heroics from both Bengals backup quarterback Jake Browning as well as Falcons backup quarterback Logan Woodside. But of course, we'll kick things off talking about what we really came here to see tonight, not the Falcons kissing their sister and tying the Cincinnati Bengals, but in fact, the Falcons starters getting their first action of the preseason and kicking things off with the offense. Of course, we got to talk about, you know, Desmond Ritter and how this starting offense looked. And they looked pretty sharp on that opening drive. They only played one series. If you guys missed it, 15 plays, they were able to drive the length of the field. Unfortunately, they did not come away with points on that drive due to that drive ending on an interception from Desmond Ritter in the red zone. But unfortunately, that play doesn't tell the full story of that drive because the Falcons were very efficient on that drive. Desmond Ritter was seven of nine for 80 yards on that drive. They were very effective on early downs. We got the chance to see blue magic, AKA Bijan Robinson uh, run very effectively finished that drive with four carries for 20 yards and showed that juice. We, we knew he had it, but it's nice to see it. It's, it's nice to see that confirmation on the football field. And we got that. So I think overall the offense looked efficient Right. They were able to move the ball, stay ahead of the chains on first downs. Right. And then Desmond Ritter was able to make a couple of throws and a scramble on third downs. Unfortunately, uh, things kind of grinded to a halt uh, on the, the third, third down in the red zone where it looked like Ritter was throwing to Scotty Miller on a whip route. Uh, I think he probably threw a little bit behind Miller and the defender was able to sort of jump the throw, break it up. Uh, I know a lot of people question the officiating throughout this game i was questioning the officiating throughout this game and you maybe that defender got a little bit there early but uh not the sharpest throw there and, and that led to an interception from joseph osai and then there was a play a couple of earlier than that where the falcons had a couple of penalties that kind of pushed them back and they were able to get back close to the goal line they had a holding call on a play where ritter scrambled after he scrambled for a first down on the previous third down and it looked like there was a couple of receivers open in the end zone and Ritter didn't see them, but it wouldn't have mattered even if he did because of the questionable holding call on Chris Lindstrom on that play. And then there was a false start by, I think, Kayla McGarry on the next drive, and that pushed the Falcons back. And so you didn't get the points that you wanted, but you saw this offense looking like what you wanted to see. This is one of the things on Locked on Falcons back earlier in the summer we were talking about, hey, the Falcons were effective with Ritter in those final four games moving the football. Uh, things didn't quite go well for them as they hoped in the red zone. And so you kind of had a mirror of that. And so that still continues to be a question, but it did look like Ritter was out there, you know, sort of distributing the football, making mostly good decisions on that one series. And then of course the Falcons pulled the hook on those guys, um, you know, after that 15 play drive. And then you saw Taylor Heineke play the bulk of the reps. We got some late game heroics 
from uh, Logan Woodside. Uh, made a, a couple of nice throws there at the end of the game. I'm all getting ready to do this postcast, thinking the Falcons are going to walk away with a loss uh, with under 50 seconds to go. Right. Like, hey, you know, Logan Woodside, as much as you as much as we appreciate you, you're probably not driving the length of the field. And he did got the team in field goal range, hit Zay Malone in the end zone on a dime, absolute dime. And, and it just bounced off Zay Malone's chest there. Uh, and the Falcons come away with a tie as opposed to a win if Zay Malone reels that pass in. So Logan Woodside's probably the MVP of this game based off of how he looked for, what, three series at the end of the game in the fourth quarter where the Falcons didn't really move the ball until that last drive. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll continue this conversation talking about the Falcons' defense as we continue, who were the sort of standouts among the starters and some observations on maybe some guys that on that defensive side of the ball that are really making a name for themselves to make the roster. And we'll continue that as we continue today's Locked on Falcons postcast. So, guys, uh, the Falcons starters looked solid, right? I don't think you walk away from that opening drive, you know, feeling, you know, like, oh, man, this defense is, is already in midseason form or anything like that. The Bengals kind of moved the ball against them, but they – showed that bend but don't break style of defense that we saw last week uh, with the Bengals able to move the ball into the end zone, had a couple of opportunities, take some shots in the end zone, but then the Bengals went for it on fourth down and, and the Falcons were able to get that stop there uh, and the Bengals walked away with no points. We did not get to see the Bengals starters, uh, at least their offensive starters. I think a couple of their defensive starters did play on that opening drive against the offense, but I'd have to double check on that. And uh, it was mostly the the Bengals backups there. Uh, to start this game on offense and so you know if you want to read into that it's like okay well Falcons had their starters out there we saw Calais Campbell and Grady Jarrett and all those guys and they couldn't completely put the clamps on the Bengals backups you know maybe that's a question mark but you know they came away with no points it's it's preseason we're not going to read too much into it on today's episode so I, I thought the Falcons defense looked okay right like nothing to sit here and, and pencil them in as a top five defense but you know didn't really expect that to to see that from you know one possession in a preseason game so not putting those expectations on them so it was it was okay for the falcons defense nothing i think that's going to write home we'll see if you know when i come back and watch the game probably saturday morning before doing my own locked on falcons you know not so rapid reaction breaking down the game tomorrow so check that out on locked on falcons on your preferred podcast platform but um you know i didn't come away thinking watching it live that there was anything that stood out the probably the one thing my biggest takeaway was it was notable to me that caden ellis was calling the defense as opposed to troy anderson and i know if you know jarvis was here he'd be probably talking about Troy Anderson because you know he 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 loves him some Troy Anderson almost as much as I love me some uh Jalen Mayfield uh so that was one thing that was noticeable to me that Caden Ellis was calling the defense other than that didn't really have any strong takeaways but you know before we get this thing done I think a couple players that did stand out to me I think Godwin Nico Buke on offense looked really good in this game Logan Woodside continues to ball out in this game uh, Taylor Heineke was solid, you know, not, nothing to take away from him. He made a, a, a couple of nice throws uh, in this game. The backup offensive line looked a little shaky, right? That, that was something else that, you know, I noticed in this game. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, could you imagine, you know, publicly stating, you know, Jalen Mayfield was improved last week? Like that, that's a crazy take, you know, and certainly nobody on Locked on Falcons was making such wild and inaccurate claims. Um, 
and I'm not even being sarcastic because you know I wasn't doing that. Uh, so uh, I thought DeMarco Hellams, man, he he's he's probably the name that really stands out to me in this game, right? He had another interception, uh, made a great play on a on a scramble late, or not a scramble, but Jake Browning sort of extended a play outside the pocket, sort of avoided pressure, I think, from D'Angelo Malone, um, and he stepped in front of a throw and picked it off. And, you know, it, it does seem like DeMarco Helms is working behind Micah Abernathy. It was Micah Abernathy, I noticed, out there as the fourth safety with Jalen Hawkins when the second-string defense was in the lineup and Helms got in the game later. But, you know, Helms continues to make plays, man. And um, I'm just like, there's no, like, he's seventh-round pick. Like there's no like I just look at this. This guy's a, a player. He can play, right? You know, and so it's like he's one of those players that is like I tweeted this out. Like if, if he if he doesn't make this roster, we got a riot here, guys. You know, this just doesn't make any sense for the Falcons to to move on from him so they can keep Micah Abernathy, who's just not been that impressive to me in the preseason games I've seen so far. But that was kind of um <laughs> I was just reading the chat, you know. Uh, yeah, I just kissed my sister. Yes, that's what's on the whiteboard, guys, because that's what people say uh, a tie looks like. So, um, you know, that's what people compare a tie to, kissing your sister. If you haven't heard that before, then I I know that's probably weird for you to see that on my whiteboard behind me. But DeMarco Hellens was probably the, the one player that stood out to me that really sort of put his stake on making a roster spot. I'm sure there was a couple of other guys that made some plays and made some flashes. LaCale London did a good job, uh, but the Falcons have so many bodies at, at that, you know, interior D line position that it's going to be hard to really make a, a push for the roster. But certainly in, in terms of making it known that, you know, you can play and, you know, auditioning for potentially another team to come pick you up and put you, put you on their practice squad. I think LaCale London did that as well as several other Falcon players. We got to see Clark Phillips for the first time. He had really great coverage on, on one third down late in the game. Uh, was just all over uh, a Bengals receiver on a on a quick out um, that you know could not get that pass done. So that was nice to see from him. Zach Harrison, just thinking of all the other rookies, you know, like Bijan Bergeron. I should note Matthew Bergeron. I, you know, I did, I'll focus on him when I go and rewatch the game on Saturday morning. But watching it live on that, he played the first two series. Uh, played with the starting offense for the first series, and then with the backups and Heineke on the second series. And I thought looked solid. No concerns there from what I saw watching live. But we'll see if that holds up under further scrutiny. Uh, I'll be curious to hear who you guys thought stood out to you watching the game. So, of course, leave a comment here below. But that's going to do it for us here on this postcast. Um, a 13-13 tie. You know, some impressive flashes from the uh, Falcon starters. Uh, something to build off of. I know Arthur Smith is going to be hammering them for the pre-snap penalties that you know hurt this team at, at various points in this game that's something that he feels like they can clean up and we saw this team be one of the least penalized teams in the league last year so that is going to be something that I'm sure is, he'll be getting after dudes all week long they'll be running quite a bit after practice this week uh for all those penalties I didn't even remember what the total number is let me look it up real quick but it was like like 10 in the first half I know that so uh, let's see where they finally ended up on the, on the penalty fronts. 13, 13 total for the Falcons, seven for the Bengals. So lots of flags, questionable officiating throughout the game, but curious to hear what your guys thoughts were on the game. Leave a comment below. Of course, you can check out um, my thoughts on this game and lockdown Falcons probably tomorrow. 
as well as throughout the week. On Lockdown Falcons, of course, Lockdown Sports Atlanta is the place to get Jarvis and Tanitra's thoughts on ATL Day 1, as well as John Chuckery on hitting hard. And, of course, be you know, watch, check out all your other local shows like Lockdown Braves, Lockdown Bulldogs, and Lockdown Hawks. So much stuff going on in the sports league beyond the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so please check that out, guys. That's going to do it for us here on this solo uh, postcast. I, I need Jarvis to play off me, you know. He'll be back next week for the Steelers game where we can talk all about, you know, those third string guys that are fighting for roster spots, you know, those last 10 or so roster spots on the Falcons roster. So we'll be back, you know, next Thursday night for that Steelers game, I believe. Um, so tune in to Locked On Sports Atlanta as well as Locked On Falcons. Really appreciate it, guys. We'll see you then.